Good evening to everyone. The title of the message this evening is Filled with Light Within, with No Dark Corners. And as I was studying for this message, my mind went back to when I was a little boy, uh, we would go down to the neighbors sometimes. They just lived down the road, uh, about as far as from here to Joe's maybe. And uh, they were 35ers, and I won't explain all that to you. That's a group of horse and buggy Mennonites. Uh, and they, they didn't have electricity. They didn't have tractors. They didn't have cars. They didn't have rubber tires. Uh, but they were very nice people. They were good neighbors. And we would go down there to visit them occasionally uh, in the evening. And when it would get dark it would get darker and darker and darker until you weren't sure you could see the face of the person you were talking to. And eventually they would get up and the man of the house would get a, a lantern and he'd start pumping and pumping and pumping and, and then he'd light this thing. And, it, and for some reason it didn't work like these little camping uh, Coleman lights where you know soon you had a bright light. It would... It would start, you know, with kind of a dim glow, and it would get a little brighter and a little brighter and a little brighter, and eventually you could kind of see. And uh, they had a large family, a lot of little children, and, and you know, sometimes out of the corner of the eye, you see, oh, there's somebody in the corner over there I didn't know was there. You know, it's just kind of dark. You never was quite sure who all's in the room or who all's uh, hearing what you're saying. Um, something about that we don't really like. You know, we, we like to be able to see what's, uh, what's going on around us. Uh, tonight is council meeting. You know, it's a time when we look within. We, uh, we search our own hearts. We ask God to help us search, search our hearts. Uh, we will be spending most of the night in uh, the first chapter of 1 John. But before we go there, let's go to uh, Luke, Luke chapter 11, verse 36. I kind of have two text verses, one's here in Luke and the other one's in 1 John. Luke chapter 11, verse 36, this is Jesus speaking, and he says this, If thy whole body therefore be full of light, Having no dark part, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. It's a picture of a dark room with a bright candle that just lights up every corner. Uh, some translations say no dark corners. And it's, it's giving a picture of a heart that has no dark corners, a heart that is full of light, a heart that is full of Christ. How does that hit you tonight? Or does that describe you? Does that describe me? A heart that is full of light, no dark corners. Now let's go to First John chapter 1. Uh, verse 7. 
I'd like to do some, well, let's read the text verse and then I'll explain. First uh, John chapter one, verse seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's a very fitting verse for what this service is about. It's talking about a heart that is right with God, a heart that is in fellowship with other Christian believers, and a heart that is cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, which makes it possible to have a right relationship with God and with one another. I'd like to read this chapter. Um, I've been reading this in uh, my personal devotions again and again, and, and it's, been, it's become a very special chapter to me. And I was reading it in, in another translation, and I'm going to do something here this evening I seldom do. Uh, you know, we have different gates of learning. We have the eye gate and we have the ear gate. And we retain things better when we use both. So when someone's up here reading and you're hearing the word read and you're also reading it in your Bible in the same translation, you retain it better. And uh, that's why sometimes, you know, when we're really concentrating uh, instructions or something, we read them out loud to ourselves and we catch something that we didn't, reading it quietly. So, uh, so I, I hesitate to use other translations in preaching, but, but I'm going to violate that tonight if you allow me to. So if you want to listen, I'd like to read 1 John 1 uh, in the, the Living Bible, which again is not a translation I really recommend a lot, but it, it does, it's okay occasionally. It goes this way, Christ was alive when the world began, yet I myself have seen him with my own eyes and listened to him speak. I have touched him with my own hands. He is God's message of life. This one who is life from God has been shown to us and we guarantee that we have seen him. I am speaking of Christ who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then was shown to us. Again I say, I am telling you about what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may share the fellowship and the joys that we have with the Father and with Jesus Christ, his Son. And if you do, as I say in this letter, then you too will be full of joy and so will we. This is the message God has given us to pass on to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So if we say we are friends, we are his friends and go on living in spiritual darkness and sin, we are lying. But if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ does, then we have wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. 
If we say that we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he can be depended on to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. And it is perfectly proper for God to do this for us because Christ died to wash away our sins. If we claim that we have not sinned, we are lying and calling God a liar, for he says we have sinned. I'd like to divide this, this uh, chapter three ways. I'd like to talk about the description of Christ in, in this chapter. And then I'd like to look at John's message and our choices. There's a lot of choices in this chapter that you and I need to make one way or the other. John gives quite a description of Christ here in this chapter. He's saying that Jesus was alive when the world began. This Christ that I'm talking to you about, he was alive. He existed back before there ever was the world that we now know. He is God's messenger of life. This Christ that I'm talking about, that was back there, eternity back there, he was there. He's God's message of life. It's life from God to us. Eternal life. He was from eternity past, but he's offering eternal life to us, going this way, future, eternity. Jesus was with the Father, and then he was shown to us here on this earth. He is light, and there's no darkness in him. That, that's saying a lot about someone. He's light. There's no darkness in him. This Jesus lives in the light of God's presence. And his blood can cleanse us from all sins. Quite a description that John is giving. And then he ends up the chapter saying that this Jesus is faithful and just to cleanse us from every sin. Quite a, quite a description of, of Christ. John's message is, first of all, that, that he is a credible messenger. He's saying that, you know, this, this Christ that, that he just described to us, yeah, he was from eternity past. He, he lives in the presence of the Father. But I saw him. I heard him. Some years ago, uh, I saw George Bush Sr. Saw him with my own eyes. I heard him with my own ears. But I didn't talk to him. I didn't touch him. You know, there's a big difference. But John's saying, I saw him. I talked to him. I even touched him. He's talking about 
this, you know, this was right close at hand. I interacted with this man. This is not a force or a spirit or something that, that's kind of vague and elusive. No, I touched him. I, I knew this man. And furthermore, I still, I still have fellowship with him and with his father. And I'm sharing this message with you so that you too, you too can have the fellowship that I have with Jesus and with his father. And his message is, you know, if you do, if you do the things I'm saying here, that, that will be your experience. You can, you can have that fellowship. The same fellowship I have with Jesus, you can have if you do what I say. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God wants you and I tonight to be filled with light within. No dark corners in, in our lives. There's a number of choices uh, we have laid out for us here in, in this chapter. In verse 3, we have the choice to accept the invitation that John lays out to share the fellowship and joy of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's a choice. That's an invitation. He's saying, you can share this. You can have the same thing I have. When we're giving an invitation, we can accept or we can refuse. It's a choice. He also says that he challenges us to do what he says. You know, if you do what I say in this book, you can have this relationship. There again is a choice. We can read it and we can be like uh, James talks about in his book, we can be a hearer but not a doer. If we hear what John is saying here but we don't put it into action, then, then we cannot experience the fellowship that, that he is offering here. We have a choice to live in the presence, in the light of his presence, to live in the light of the presence of Jesus Christ. What he's saying here is we can experience uh, a measure of the fellowship that Jesus has with the Father. What kind, of, what kind of a relationship do you think that is that Jesus has with his heavenly Father? We have quite a picture of that through the New Testament as, as Jesus goes time after time and spends hours, sometimes a whole night, in prayer with his Father. They had quite a relationship. And time and time again, uh, the Father sends a voice from heaven, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. All of us as fathers love to say that about our sons. 
that brings great joy to our hearts to say, that's my son. I'm pleased. I'm pleased with that son. That brings much joy to our hearts to, to say that. That's the kind of relationship Jesus had with his father. And we can experience that kind of fellowship if, if we do what John tells us here. We can experience cleansing from every sin. In, in verse 7, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You know, we, we tend as humans to categorize sins. I'm not sure that God does, but, but even if he does, his blood cleanses from all, all sin. When I would visit men in the jail, they would occasionally you come across someone, well, I, I've just sinned too much. It's God will never forgive me. I, I'm, I'm too great a sinner. There, there's nothing like that. All sin. Jesus' blood cleanses from all sin. Verse 8 and 10. Here's, here's where we, we have a real uh, distinct choice. We can choose to say we have no sin. And John says, if you make that choice, you're deceiving your own self. You're deceiving your own self if you say you have no sin. You're refusing to accept the truth. You're lying. And you're calling God a liar. Because God says we have all sinned. So that's a choice you and I have to make to accept the reality that we have sinned and and to confess it to God. Verse 9, we have the choice. Will we confess that sin? Will we first of all, you know, realize that we have and then agree with God, yes, I have, I have sinned. And the result of that is he promises. He promises to forgive and, and to cleanse. I would like to challenge us tonight to, to look for the dark corners in, in our hearts and lives. You know, the most of the time we probably know what those dark corners are. Uh, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we need God to show us. And I think he is more than glad to do that when we ask him. What are the dark corners in my life? The reason I say we don't always know is because it speaks of deception here. And when we're deceived, we know, but we're wrong. We're sure we know. We're absolutely sure we know, but we're wrong. And that happens. That happens to all of us. Let's make sure it doesn't happen to us in light of eternity. What a sad picture that would be. So what are the dark corners in your heart, in my heart? 
It might be fear. It might be doubt, discouragement, bitterness, anger. A wrong attitude can be a very dark corner. I I plead with each of us tonight, let's agree with God and confess these dark corners in, in our hearts and lives and let the light of God come in and brighten up that, that corner. You know, Friday evening, uh, Merle talked to, to us men, and uh, I don't think that was recorded, but I wonder if maybe he gave that message somewhere else that we could get a recording of it. If any of you men were not here Friday night, uh, let me know, and I will try my best to get a copy of that message. Merle shared a very powerful message that every man should hear and take heed to. He spoke of the dark corners that too often are in men's lives, and it drags us down. It drags us down. And unless those areas are taken care of, we will not spend eternity with God. If that describes you, uh, please seek help. There's, there's many a Christian brother here that would be glad to, to pray with you, to offer accountability, uh, to help you bear that burden. The dark corner in your life that is dragging you down. Please seek help. This morning, Milo preached at the chapel about dark corners that are many times found in, in our homes and in our, in our marriages. He was speaking about uh, a proper respect for women. And, uh, and he talked about Uh, abuse and and so forth. Uh, Again, if if that describes you, if if you feel you have been abused or if you have been an abuser, please seek help. That's a dark corner in your life that God wants to come in and brighten up to take care of. I think uh, many times in life we try to, uh, to just plow ahead and just ignore the realities of what's, what's going on in the corners. That's not God's plan for you and I. He wants to fill us He wants to fill us with light. And sometimes we might think a simple thing like doubt and fear is really not, I mean, that's nothing like sexual abuse or murder. But doubt and fear probably have ended up taking more people 
into lost eternity than, than some of the other things. So let's not allow those things to, to drag us down. I will just uh, share my testimony here in closing. Some of you know I, I had a job change in the last half year, and, and, and I've struck some with this, this whole thing of, uh, of doubt and fear about the future. You know, I have a family. <laughs> I need to support this family. And uh, it hasn't always been easy. But God has been faithful, and, you know, sometimes I wake up at night and wonder, you know, is this going to work? And do, am I getting in over my head and, and all kinds of questions? But God, God has been faithful, and there was a particular situation here recently that I just had this foreboding feeling that it was not going to, this particular situation was not going to turn out well. And, uh, and it didn't. It didn't turn out well. Not well at all. Uh, but I went into the situation asking God that if, if what I'm feeling is not, you know, this, this is not going to turn out well, and, and if it doesn't, just give me a peace about it. And you know God did. I went into that situation, and it turned out just like I thought it was going to, and it was not good. But... I have peace about it. It does not bother me. So God is faithful, and, and uh, you know, that it's not always that easy, but, but this time it was. God answered my prayer, and he gave me peace about something that was disappointing, but, but he gave me a peace in my heart that it's not going to matter. A hundred years from now, it's not going to make a bit of difference, not one bit of difference. So let's, let's give those dark corners to God. He'll shed his light in and he can, he can put peace where there could be bitterness and, and fear and anger and all those things come in there and make that corner darker and darker. But he can send his light in there and give us peace where, where darkness had been. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you tonight for John and his willingness to allow your spirit to use him to give us this message here tonight, a message of hope that we as lost sinners can have fellowship with you when we allow you to shed your light in our hearts and lives and cleanse us from every sin. Father, we just pray that tonight each of us will be faithful to confess our sins, to allow you to cleanse us so that not only our fellowship with you can be restored, but also our fellowship with one another as we travel the pathway of life, that we can have an intimate fellowship with each other that will encourage us to be faithful to you Guide us through the remainder of this service. You know the condition of each heart here tonight better than we do. You know all that is in those dark corners in our hearts. But you want us to acknowledge it, to ask you to shed your light there, to cleanse us from all our sins. Bless us. Help this to be a meaningful time of worship here tonight. 
We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.